One of our 50 United States is celebrating a birthday today. And it's the one that's right smack in the middle of the entire country. So much so that it was once called Midway USA. I wish it still were because I love seeing those signs coming back from vacation. In any case, the the state I'm referring to is Kansas. And for this first segment tonight on the New Directions podcast, we'll take a look at some history of the state of Kansas. I have a song lined up, which is my version of the Kansas State song that I'll be playing on that first segment as well. And for the second, I want to devote it to remembering a friend that we lost last week. For Kansas and for a friend here on the New Directions podcast, and we'll get going on the other side of this break. Would you like a taste of what this show used to be like? While I have a website that I want to share with you, that will allow you to do just that. The website is blogtalkradio.com slash new dash directions. It is where this show that you now know as the podcast started. I went back recently to see if there were still some shows available for people to listen to. To my surprise, there are. So if you get a chance and you have an nostalgic mood, you might say, and would like to listen to some old radio, feel free to do so. The place you could do it, blogtalkradio.com slash new-directions. And you'll see how this show became what it is now, which is the New Directions Podcast. Check them out. You'll be glad you did. There is a site that goes into more details about history, I think, than anybody else. And would it surprise you if I told you it was the website of the History Channel, history.com? It didn't surprise me either. It had some interesting facts about the state of Kansas. Some you may know, some you may not. Let me share with you what I've found here. Kansas, situated on the American Great Plains, became the 34th state on January 29, 1861. Its path to statehood was long and bloody. After the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854 opened the two territories to settlement and allowed the new settlers to determine whether the states would be admitted to the Union as free or slave, North and South competed to send the most settlers into the region. This quickly led to violence, and the territory became known as Bleeding Kansas. Kansas has long been known as part of America's agricultural heartland and is home to the the major U.S. military installation, Fort Leavenworth. In 1954, it became a battleground of the Civil Rights Movement when the landmark Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka case was decided in the Supreme Court, ending the doctrine of separate but equal in public schools. Kansas is also known for its contributions to jazz music, barbecue, and as the setting of L. Frank Baum's classic children's book, The Wizard of Oz. 
Current statehood, of course, January 29, 1861. The capital is Topeka. Population, that as of 2010, 2,853,118. Size, 82,278 square miles. The nicknames, Sunflower State, which we know, know the best. The Wheat State, which I didn't know quite so well. And the Jayhawk State. Motto, if you can pronounce it better than me, I'll take my hat off to you. Ad Astra per Aspera, or to the stars with dif- through difficulties. The cottonwood is the state tree, and they had other information. The flower is the wild native sunflower. The bird is the western meadowlark. I thought it was just the meadowlark. Fort Riley was established near the Kansas River in 1853 to protect settlers and trade along the Oregon and Santa Fe trails. In 1866, the 7th Cavalry organized at the fort under General George Armstrong Custer, who later led the regiment in the infamous attack on Sioux and Cheyenne tribes at the Battle of Little Bighorn in June of 1876. When French astronomer Pierre Janssen first discovered the element he called helium on the sun in 1868, it was believed to be one of the most rare elements. It wasn't until 1905 when faculty members of the University of Kansas in Lawrence began experimenting with gas from a newly drilled well in Dexter. That helium was identified as a common element found on Earth. And this one I think I knew already. Kansas is the leading producer of wheat in the United States. Referred to as the wheat capital of the world, Sumner County produced 9 million bushels in 2009. Meads Ranch in Osborne County, Kansas is the geodetic, and I hope I pronounced that right, center of North America, the point of reference by which all property lines and boundaries in North America are surveyed. Identified in 1901, this triangulation station for the United States, Canada, and Mexico was also known as the North American Datum. Although the origin remains unclear, the terms Jayhawk and Jayhawker were originally used to describe raiders and looters during the period of unrest following the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854 when settlers of the Kansas Territory were left to decide the issue of slavery. It was later used solely as a label for free state proponents and eventually became associated with all Kansans. During the Civil War, Kansas suffered the highest rate of fatal casualties of any Union state. There's some photo galleries listed here. Sunflower. And this and it gives you gives you information from the AE network, I think owns history. The original published date of this article was November 9th of 2009. And they do strive for accuracy. There is one thing that they forgot to do. They did not mention the fact that there is a Kansas State song. I do not know the origins of this, but we I was in a choir class that had played 
this particular, that sang rather, this particular song. And that's where I played harmonica for the first time, <laughs> I think. I'm not going to be playing harmonica for this one. I am, however, going to be playing guitar. The song, I think, appeals to the cowboy and all of us, and I'd like to end this segment on the state of Kansas with my tribute. It is called Home on the Range. Happy 161st birthday, Kansas. And may you have many more. Coming up on the other side of this break, a good friend of mine passed away last week. And there was a special memorial service that they had for her this morning. I want to share with you in its entirety my tribute to her. A tribute to... My former co-liturgist and longtime friend, Barbara Frederick. I will share that with you on the other side of this break. Fox War reporter Matt Stewart is going through a very tough time right now. His wife has a rare form of cancer that is unfortunately not curable. The community has come together and there is a Facebook page created already under the heading of hashtag Stuart Strong. I invite each and every person that listens to this broadcast to pay a visit to that page and consider donating some monetary amount, whatever monetary amount works for you. Whatever you can give will offset any cost of any medical treatment that Matt's wife Chrissy is going through. They have a big family, and they've done a lot for the community. Matt is, of course, one of the early morning reporters on Fox 4. I invite you to consider giving some amount of some sort to offset the medical costs of Chrissy's cancer. The page is hashtag Stuart Strong, and I invite you to visit anytime you can, and I know that you'll be very glad that you did.
in case you hadn't heard, Tom Brady, who had beaten the Chiefs in the Super Bowl as a member of the Buccaneers, announced his retirement today. And I played that song Celebration because, to be quite honest, I know a lot of people don't share this opinion. I understand that. But I share it for this reason. I'm not the least bit sorry to see him go. That is a celebration to me. Which brings us to another one. One that had happened earlier today. A celebration of life remembering a longtime friend of mine. A week ago yesterday, my longtime friend Barbara Frederick passed away. And I'd like to share with you my entire tribute that I posted to Facebook for her. Some of you have had a chance to read it. For those of you that have, thank you for doing so. Thank you also for responding. But this lady was a very good friend. And always good for a smile, too. Without further ado, the words. You knew the day was going to come. But when it does, you're still not ready. These words are paraphrased, but just as true when it comes to someone special that we lost. My longtime friend, Barbara Frederick. She passed away after a series of illnesses at age 94 and lived a good life. I knew her for 40 of those years, and they were all very special. She directed many of the Christmas plays I was in as a youngster. We sang together in choir for many years, and we both loved being around people. But I believe that the most fun we ever had was between 2014 and 19, when we served as co-liturgists for then-Pastor Ron King. In my three preaching opportunities, the only person I wanted to work with was Barbara Frederick, and we worked together for all three. I truly believe that the reason we worked together so much was because she believed in me, which meant a lot. We teamed up a lot in 40 years and enjoyed it. And I will very definitely miss that. The words of the Lord's Prayer are these, on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for everything, Barbara. And God, the rest is up to you. She was a very big influence in my life. She was a longtime friend. And I believe that the fact that we were able to be co-assistants for Ron King was because Barbara stepped up to the plate for me. And if that's and I don't know that to be true. But I'm believing it to be. She was someone very, very special. She was a very, very good friend. She suffered quite a bit in her later years. But she was not going to let, let that keep her from what she loved to do most. Be around the church. And be around the people she loved. 
I want to play one more song. And I want to use this song as my final remembrance for my longtime friend. thank you for everything and rest in peace my friend we'll be right back
The website farandwide.com has come up with a list of the 20 best small mountain towns in the U.S. Next time on the podcast, we're going to take a look at all 20 of those. And please, just a reminder, on the 7th of February, we're going to have a special show where I'll be joined not only by my best friend and friend of the show, Dan Leach, but also my brother, Rick. We're going to have ourselves what I call a podcast staff meeting. Dan has some questions he wanted to ask Rick with regard to basically movies, and we'll have some more conversations as we go along there. So next time, of course, the 20 best small small mountain towns in the U.S., And then on the 7th of February, please join Dan, Rick, and myself for a very special night right here on the New Directions podcast. My cousin Debbie White posted this set of words earlier today, and I read through them. I like what she has to say, and I think we all could take a few pointers from these. So with that in mind... What I'm about to share with you is going to be our final thoughts. And it's from LessonsLearnedInLife.com. Jose Harris writes these words. There comes a time in your life when you walk away from all the drama and people who create it. You surround yourself with people who make you laugh. Forget the bad and focus on the good. Love the people who treat you right. Pray for the ones who do not. Life is too short to be anything but happy. Falling down is a part of life. Getting back up is living. On that note, that's going to wind things up for this week's edition of the new, this extra edition of the New Directions podcast. Thank you for being with me as always. I will see you next time from the mountains, the mountain towns I was referring to. Until then, Oaks, would you be so kind as to get us out of here with something gospel related? Give me a second here. This particular song is one I thought they would have recorded several years ago, but they did for their latest CD called Front Porch Singing. Here are the boys with Swing Down Chariot to get us out of here. Come on ahead, guys.